Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast. Brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here. Just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the WordPress Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress chick. Ah, I just have to set the stage for you guys. It's kind of feeling like fall here, which is probably just extremely subjective because I'm really ready for it. But you know, like the nights are getting cooler, the mornings feel cooler, leave the windows open at night, and it's like the house is actually cooled off. Uh, I've got my coffee, it's quiet, like, you know, just life is good. So I'm really, I'm excited about this episode because... My guess is I am not the only one who has has been there with this. Today is episode 71, and the title of today's episode is Not Another Friggin' Idea, <laughs> right? And then we're also going to talk a little bit about content and metrics, which are key, and there are elements of that that I enjoy more, the content, and stuff that I enjoy less, uh, the metrics piece of it. But, you know, in the last, uh, my last solo show, I think it was episode 69, I shared with you guys that there were a couple of opportunities for me to do some collaboration with people. Well, <laughs> so just last week, yeah, you know, isn't that crazy? Like time feels like it's flying and, and then you look back and I'm like, wait, was that literally just like five, six days ago? It was. So I almost jumped the gun on yet another collaboration with somebody else and it's funny because I had sworn up and down with this person. We both did actually. No more partnerships. We're never doing this again. And even the collaboration opportunity that I'm looking at for the WordPress chick, it's different. It's still my company. It's still my name. I made it crystal clear that I wasn't, I wasn't gonna, uh, change any of that. And it would not be a partnership. I, I don't know what that looks like still. Um, but I was pretty clear on that. So. I was, I was heading up, um, to spend the day with somebody. And so I was in the car for a few hours and I was, so I had a Skype call, which is not awesome. Like stop and think about it that, that you can be in the car and you can talk to somebody. She's actually in the States, but I've, I've had, uh, Skype calls with my friend in Scotland just in the car chit chat. Like it's, it's pretty awesome. Right. Anyways. So we're, we're having this chat and we're just catching up on stuff and, and we, we collaborate in the sense that we help each other with different things. She's really good with branding and, and some, you know, different processes. So she'll jump in and help me with my stuff or like helping her implement funnels and ads and stuff. So I'll help her. But so she brings up this idea to me and she's like, what do you think about this? And I loved it so much. I'm like, I know we said we'd never do this. I want to help you with this. And I'm not going to get into what it was, but well, not the details of it, but it was for a, an e-commerce store and looking at continuity program. Um, and you guys have, have, hopefully you've heard me. Um, you know, I, I talked to, uh, talked to one of my good friends is Trey Llewellyn and Trey has built a phenomenal business, uh, selling physical products and he's got a continuity program and multiple six figures a month. He teaches people how to do it. Which if you ever want to do that, just get in touch with me because I'll do a personal introduction. He knows what he's doing, right? And it's something that I always thought, God, that's great cash flow. If that was something that, that I could start, 
and get running in the background, like it really appeals to me. And I actually already have a domain and site mockups and logos, which we'll get into in a minute for an idea around juicing with that, right? So back to this conversation with my friend. It, it touched a nerve personally on a few different levels. And so both got caught up and it's like, all right, what does this look like? And so the next day we we had a really, well, it's not super early. I, I prefer not getting on the phone before 10 because either I'm waking up, I like to sort of acclimate to my day or I'll go work out. One of those, you know, like I, I need that window for myself, but I'm like, no, let's do this. Let's get on Skype at like eight or eight 30. I had calls after that. And so we're kind of like, all right, what does this look like? And how does this work? And let's see. So that was what Wednesday, I think. So then we say, all right, let's, cause we were going to, like, I was going to hop on a plane. Let's go spend two days, map this stuff out. Because for me, I don't like stuff that drags out. And I prefer kind of like, even with the podcasting and how's, how we're doing that for clients. Like when we went and launched Trey's podcast, I went to St. Louis and he recorded like 15 episodes. I got notes. It just got in and out. And so those, that's very appealing to me. Anybody who does any sort of project based work, you probably know that feeling, right? Like what would it look like? Let's say you have websites, right? If that's, if that's part of your business, like if you could go spend two days, the client, the messaging, the, all that stuff and it's planned out. It's obviously not necessarily accomplished, but you plan it out and it's so appealing to just get it done like that, right? As opposed to back and forth with the emails and sessions. Well, so we, we had another call and we we're like, look, I don't know how we can make this happen just logistically. And this is a friend. Actually, we're going to Ireland uh, in November and that's actually just going to be a vacation. Maybe I could say actually one more time, but that's just going to be a vacation. And I really need that. But already that, that trip we're taking, I started thinking, which I, I just started thinking, okay, we can do brainstorming in which I think we'll probably do some of that with business. But I told her like, this needs to be a vacation. So we decide we can't meet together. So we plan out this like four hour window on Saturday to Skype and map stuff out and get to the call. And we're both like, yeah, this doesn't feel right. (laughs) And what had happened between literally Wednesday and Saturday is, you know, I've got this whole division of my company that we're stepping into podcasting. I I signed a couple more clients. Like there was such validation for me that I need to trust that, right? And and keep going in that direction. And it just and for her, she was like, I feel like this is a distraction for me and I really need to do my own thing right now. And I think I've mentioned this before, but I want to say it was probably February, March when I, I got so clear that the podcasting was something I wanted to step into and I needed to do it myself. I had been doing some collaboration with a mastermind with somebody and I was like, you know, this, this is about me stepping into this and not coming from the place, <clears throat> excuse me, somebody clearly is still waking up, but coming from the place that it's about trust, right? And stepping into what it is you want to do and provide. And there, the collaboration and partnership element, it's, it's twofold. So one, it's more fun to share it with somebody, right? But on the other hand, it's, I think it's a way to, to play it safe and kind of stay small, if that makes sense. And that doesn't mean you don't have people around you, right? So my project manager, who I, that is such a, um, basic title <laughs> for what she does for me, but it's truly one of my very dearest, closest friends. We've been friends since we were 16. She lives in the same city. She kicks ass at systems and spreadsheets and details and all of that stuff. And like, 
how how much better can you get, right? To get to share this with a really dear friend who wants to see me succeed and really doesn't want her own business by any means. She wants to do something she enjoys and feels appreciated for. So it some of that with the collaboration piece, it's like find a way to get that. Anyways, when I made the decision that I needed to step in and do that and run with it myself, things blew up. And I I I swear by that that you need to trust yourself. Um which brings me to the idea piece, right? As an entrepreneur, we're never lacking in ideas. For me, you know, it's more like there's too many, right? <laughs> there's like this plethora of ideas and I think they tend to be more of a distraction. For myself, the ideas get it's very easy to get caught up, right? In in that, oh my gosh, I could do this and I could do this and I can do this. But what I've learned lately about these distractions is that they're really just more a part of my process. And when I start doing that, it's more of an indicator that I probably need a break or I need to shift directions for the for the moment, right? That doesn't mean I shift directions for my business. I usually have a few different things going on at any given time. And from that perspective, there are literally two things that I'm focusing on right now. WordPress chick and uh, the podcasting, influence podcasting. With the WordPress chick, we're mapping out a whole content strategy and a membership and how can we go back to what this site was about and the podcasting, obviously, I mean, through this site, this podcast, I'm going to keep doing it, but I do miss doing some of the teaching and, and really using WordPress to drive a business, right? I'm, I'm not going to be doing just, if I do any how to's, it's going to be content. That's it. But in terms of what it looks like, I want to help people scale their businesses using WordPress. So, so there's that. And then of course the podcasting, the beauty of the podcasting for me is my heart. The heart side of me that's in that it's about helping people use their voice and use a platform and show up as themselves. And you get to create awesome content that drives traffic and gets indexed and all that good stuff. But the why is much bigger. And because that's where I've seen things show up for me. But, you know, I've read all of all the books. There's and and I have links to all these books um, in the show notes. Of course, you can just take the name and go to Amazon. They're not affiliate links. And I don't know how many people do that. Like whenever I list a book, to me, it takes more effort to go get the Amazon affiliate link than it's worth like the 30 cents I'm going to make. Um, but like there's a book called The One Thing. And I apologize, I don't have the authors in front of me. Um, Essentialism is another one, right? And it, it talks about this having one clear priority, one focus, right? And like I said, I have two very clear priorities right now in my business. But then I also have a handful of side projects that I have that are going for me. I do them just for myself. The difference with the side projects that I have running for me and the collaboration projects is that I'm not responsible to anybody else with the status, the the progression. There's no accountability for those things. It, they're totally just for me. Like I, I'm working on two affiliate sites for tools that I use and love. And it's like, and it, it's simply like, look, if I'm going to make let's talk about like with Thrive Content Builder, right? It, I, I do love Thrive and I've talked about it over and over. It's like, well, what if that was just an affiliate site? Keep writing content on the WordPress chick, but put all your videos and put them in a way that makes sense to people. You know, I as an affiliate do well with them every month. Like what would that look like if I just 
um, I almost said collaborated again, but if I just pulled all of that content and that info and that material into one site, set it up with SEO, and then anytime I produced a new video or, or new post, then whether it's linking or just literally pulling the YouTube over video over and making sure that the site is very clearly, look, this is here to, to provide how to's and to, to show you different ways to use these tools. It's full of affiliate links. Like there's, I have no shame in saying that, right? And that's something that I just can play with, right? So that's one thing I'm doing. I've got another one that I'm doing for ClickFunnels. Again, love it. At the same time, I've not put them out there, done anything with it because I want them to be full of content. Content takes time. So it has to fit in or be something that I play with when my priorities are met, if that makes sense. Or just like the juicing, right? I will pursue that probably after the first of the year. In the meantime, the site, like I said, it's, it's, um, it's being coded. So once that site's coded, it's like, all right, do I want to play with, with using an RSS aggregator and pulling some content or what would I want to sell or what does that look like? Right. But I'm not in a rush to do it. Those are the things that I play with when my brain just can't handle any more responsibility. And it's funny. I'm sitting here thinking like, wow. <laughs> You're such a geek. Like those are fun to play with, right? But, but you know what I mean? It's just, there's something about those side projects that I do for myself. I'm, I'm not responsible to anyone else. The other thing that makes so, so much fun for me is that I don't have to be quote unquote Kim Doyle there, right? I don't need to show up as a brand and which I think you guys probably get this by now. Like I'm not a persona. Like <laughs> if you hear this and you meet me in person, same. There is no differentiator between who I am, who I am, totally feel like Popeye, I am what I am, right? But this is it. This is how I show up in my life. And so that though, there is an element that's that's appealing about not having to quote unquote show up. And I know that's one of my favorite sayings, clearly, um, but just not having to do that in a way, because because nobody can be on 24-7, right? Like I was going to do, I was going to record this podcast yesterday. Post was written, like I I think I've talked to you guys a little bit about the, um, how I do the podcasting, right? When I do a solo show, I write the post first and I use it sort of as a guide. Although if you read the show notes, you might be like, you totally didn't follow this. <laughs> but that's the point. It's a guide. I, I never read anything. And then when I do an interview, we write the show notes after. And when I say we, because I do now have somebody that helps me get that done to so we can stay on track. But nobody can be on and show up 24-7. Excuse me. And so that's where I like pursuing those things that don't require that, but can generate income. And they're all in alignment with everything I'm doing in my business. So like the ClickFunnels site, I am in ClickFunnels consistently, right? And so what does that like when you're doing stuff, just start recording what you're doing. Talk about something that was a pain or you figured this out or maybe people didn't know this, you know, and as a, if you're a ClickFunnels customer, there's tons of Q&A they do. They have awesome support and tutorials, but your ClickFunnels customer, right? And so this is a way to generate um, affiliate sales for ClickFunnels, which is recurring. So it's setting up those things for yourself. And then if I get too busy with something else, it's like, well, I don't have to worry about it, right? Like, okay, nobody's going to, where's your neck? You know, where'd you go? What happened? There, there's none of that because I get to do that. All right. So let's get back on track with the ideas here. So what do you do with all these fantastic ideas? Because they're going to keep showing up. That is, 
you know, the, the nature of being an entrepreneur and being in this business. When it comes to your ideas, what do you do with them? We're going to do one more little side note here because there's another book that I cannot recommend enough. And I'm going to get him either on this show or the new show that I'm doing is, is James Altucher. And if you've never heard of James Altucher, his story is amazing. He's got a book called Choose Yourself. I think it's, is it Choose Yourself first? I think it's just Choose Yourself. I'm sorry. I have read it and listened to it. And again, as a podcaster, I listen to a ton of audiobooks too, you guys. So anytime that I've got a road trip or I'm going to be in the car for a few hours, you know, like I'm scrambling to get to Audible, like, wait a minute, wait, 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 like, I need something new. Mind you, I need to download them, put them into iTunes so that I'm not using data for two hours when I'm in the car on the road. Um, but this Choose Yourself book, James Altucher has got an amazing story And he also has a book called Choose Yourself Guide to Wealth. And what I love about the Choose Yourself Guide to Wealth is he kind of goes against the grain of typical, it's it's not a financial advice book at all. But his point is that the traditional ways of of making money, um, they're they're not going to be around. I don't know what to say. And it doesn't mean they're going away like job. That's not what I mean. But it's like, you're not going to get wealthy which we've all heard this. And this is, I am so not a finance person (laughs) like advice. So do not take this for anything other than me sharing this book. Um, But you know, we we kind of all understand that you're never going to be wealthy at a job, right? So there's other ways to do stuff. One of what has gotten James to where he is today is he writes down 10 ideas every day. I mean, it's, it's way harder than you think because I've started it and it's like, I'll get to seven sometimes. I'm like, oh, and I haven't done it for like a week. Because I've also stopped putting that pressure on myself. Like, you need to journal every day. You need to do this. It's like all of a sudden my life becomes this massive collection of shoulds and I'm pissed <laughs> because I know myself well enough that I have to do things my own way. But, but with what James is saying too is these ideas, what happens, some may suck, right? And it doesn't have to be 10 new business ideas. Like you can really drill down to 10 blog post ideas, 10 ways to connect with new people online. Um, 10 ways to to find new coffee shops. I mean, <laughs> I'm totally grasping. But 10 ideas every day, they can be on whatever you want. And it, it's kind of like a muscle, right? It's going to get stronger. And so I think what will come through this exercise, I know for myself, is I start seeing things that I can be doing or implementing with where I'm at and what I'm working on, meaning not going sideways, right, with the whole brand new project. So here are a few things that I do when I've got an idea. First of all, I write them down, obviously. Um, I map them out. I use Gliffy and the link to Gliffy. It's just Gliffy, G-L-I-F-F-Y.com. I'm not a mind mapper. There's something that I prefer about, which is weird. I think of myself as this very creative person, but I like like outlining and linear sometimes, you know, like versus like the the free flowing, which is funny. I just, this is weird because I'm a doodler. I'm an, a drawer. I, anyways, so I map them out or I'll share them with a friend. I will maybe create a side project like I've done with some of these affiliate sites. I'll sit with it for a day or two. That's the other thing that this is where I know like, girl, you're getting wise. Like run with this. Like look at you go. (laughs) I do break my arm patting myself on the back in this space because I was not somebody who was good at just sitting with it. You don't have to make a decision today. You don't need to do anything with it. You know, maybe I'll meditate on it. And that's not, I, I wish... Well, meditation is a whole other conversation. It's something that is so good for me. Yeah. Why don't I do it? Um, I'll get creative, right? Like that's, I'll just go off. And this is the type of stuff I do 
you know, like just if I feel like being on my laptop and I'm watching TV at night or, or just kind of chilling and it's like, oh, I start looking at logos and color palettes and, and, oh, this will be fun, right? And those are fun things to do that help me take this idea maybe to another level, but it's not like I don't stop my work day or I don't, I, I don't stop in the middle of a post, which, <laughs> That's just kind of ludicrous. But you get my point, right? Like you're not, I, I don't go sideways to the extent that it becomes this massive distraction. And here is what I don't do, right? I do not shift my priorities. So any of my new ideas, I'm doing finger quotes for you guys again. Um, I, I probably should start, I think I might start doing this as a video podcast. Again, that just means I have to get dressed and ready, but that's okay. Um, I don't let these new ideas overtake my focus. And before you know it, I'm exactly where I was a few months ago, right? I see this happen over and over and over again with people because what they're doing isn't working the way they want. And when I say that, you really want to think more in terms of they're not producing the income they want. So they have not set up and, and it, I don't know if you guys do milestones or whatnot, but what are some measurable tangible things that you could say, all right, like I look, and again, I, I, the best thing I have right now on top of my mind is this influence podcasting. I, I decided to do this in February, got crystal clear that I was going to commit to this. We did three case studies. I'd been helping other people with it, started putting systems together, didn't launch it till June, but between February and June systems production, you know, branding, and there's still a lot to do on that side, but I made the decision to do it, right? And so I, I stayed focused with that. But I didn't expect to generate an income for months with it because I knew like I wasn't, could I have gone out and charged somebody for it? Totally. But I knew that I didn't want to do that until I stood from the space of we have a process and and there were some clusters, let me tell you, but I wanted to make sure that it was that we could deliver because I wanted it to be a high value, high touch service, which is so funny because I used to be like, I'm so tired of now. Anyway, <laughs> different level, different clients. It's, it's, it's fascinating, but people do this all the time that, you know, they just jump ship too early. They give something a few months and while well, they're not getting the traction or they launched a webinar, nobody bought, they put a coaching program out, nobody signed up. So then they just give up. That's it. It's like, well, nah, it's not going to work. So, so then they go back to something else. And, you know, I have, um, my outsourcing company and I've seen different people come and go in terms of using that. And I'll see people go in there and it's like, Oh, they're starting a new project or they pulled one out of the cobwebs, you know, out of the closet that they were doing years ago. And it's like the amount of time that gets spent on the fun stuff, right? The graphics, the logos and, Yet the marketing and the showing up and the selling, the the putting it in front of people so they have an opportunity to do business with you never happens. In the meantime, their foundation for their business, what they do that pays the bills right now or is the only thing that is bringing in income never gets the time and attention it deserves. How many times have you seen people do that, right? And the other thing is there's also this, this entrepreneurial rush that kicks in when you come up with an idea that lights you up and it is friggin' addicting, right? There's something about that excitement and the possibility that comes with, okay, if I did this and, and I could do a continuity program and it's only going to be this much. And I only need a hundred people and I could be making thousands of dollars a month. And, and all of those numbers are valid, but look at your track record. Like, are you going to, it's the same friggin' vicious cycle. I don't know why friggin' is just on 
top of mind today, besides being the post title. But it's this massive vicious cycle that happens because you're addicted to the possibility, but you never actually let your ideas grow up. I, I always think about a Tony Robbins quote where he talks about, you know, how long would you give your average baby to walk? Right? Are you going to give them? All right. Well, 10 months, you better start taking steps. 12 months. All right. You got one more month and then we're done. Like I am not letting you walk again. <laughs> right? No. You're going to, the babies, and actually it's not even you showing them, right? Babies do this on their own. It is innate. It is natural. They're going to keep going. That is the human spirit. That is the drive. You're going to keep going until you do it. And somewhere that, that stick or, and I'm not saying this across the board, but you know, that, that, that pure focus on wanting something to happen and, and just knowing that you're going to keep at it until it happens is kind of, is, is kind of smushed out of us right through school, whatever that looks like. But you have to really decide, like, how long am I going to give this before starting something else or whatever? And, and maybe it's because your current business, again, isn't doing the income you want or, here, having worked with a lot of web devs, this is what happens, right? Is you get caught up in, it's a time for money trap. The projects, even if you start increasing your prices, unless you're going to start doing maintenance, um, you're looking at, okay, well, I'm constantly going after the new sale today. Another book. Wow. I, I do read a lot, you guys. It's called The Automatic Customer. And I don't remember if I mentioned it last time, but it's a great book because when you look at the automatic customer, you start looking at this recurring revenue and Troy Dean, I just need to get Troy back on the podcast, but he has a Facebook group called the recurring revenue model. And if you guys watch Shark Tank, one of the things I always say is, you know, what is the valuation of the company that somebody comes in and they're like, my company, you know, they're asking for say half a million dollars because they're valuing it at a $10 million, right? And I don't totally know the equation, but the point is, is the valuation legitimate. A lot of people create valuations based on what they think as opposed to tangible facts and numbers. Well, if you have a recurring business model that is bringing in revenue, and that's what they talk about in this book, The Automatic Customer, but this recurring revenue model is that let's say you wanted to sell your company. It doesn't matter if you're only doing $10,000 a month, but if you have that on a recurring revenue, somebody who maybe averages 20 grand a month is going to be less appealing to an investor if they have to keep going out and selling that customer and bringing in new business every month, right? Because there's going to be metrics that are going to be measuring and looking at, well, there's cons- this, this is a profitable company and here's the percentage of growth and here's what's the lifetime value of the customer and, um, like what does it cost to acquire a customer where that's not as easy to measure when you're having to go after the, the singular sale every month. Make sense? So what I see people doing though is instead of taking the business that they've built and are running with, especially as web devs, because how many of them don't focus on building a list of their ideal customer, getting in front of it, creating value, providing content, all of that stuff. They don't do that, right? It's just they, they build it up to a point where they get referrals or I think most, most web devs, I think it's a strictly referral basis. And like I said last time, like I'm not taking new sites unless it's a ref- referrals come to me, then I'll make a choice, but it's not the bread and butter of my business anymore. So this is where the content and the metrics come in. And I'm going to just say this and it's tweetable, by the way. <laughs> I actually put it in a tweet box. Unless you have an unlimited budget for advertising, you're going to have to create content. And it's not just that content is king. We've heard this over and over again. Content is required 
or money is required, right? Money for paid advertising is required. Here's a quick example. I have these clients uh, that that were wrapping up their project. It's been a big, long project. They it's a landscape site. Awesome clients, and they're they're doing content aggregation and all this stuff. And they're gonna they want to do advertising. We're using GOIP targeting. Like it's pretty involved. And they're like going so deep with the possibilities for advertising. I'm like, what's your traffic plan? Like, what what's your traffic plan? And it's great that you guys are aggregating content as well as creating content, and you want to be this massive resource. But what is your plan on getting people to your website, right? You can have the bet just because you build it doesn't mean they'll come, right? We know the field of dreams analogy. So lately, I've seen a lot of discussion around people who aren't going to keep giving things away for free, right? And it's interesting because I've seen this happen. It's kind of like this high ticket model because, you know, high ticket coaching and high ticket this and high ticket that was so many people kind of jumped on that bandwagon. So now there's also a pushback to that. Like, we're going to reach the masses and go back to $47 products. You guys do what works for you. I, I just, this, this, the discussions are there. I'm never going to get involved because I just don't have the energy for it. Um, but you know, this whole free model, um, or whether or not you should do something high ticket or whatever. But, but in terms of content and the free model, you know, I, I don't have the answer to this in terms of whether or not the lead magnets do what they were doing anymore or, or, um, what is it sh- that you should give away? And do people even care anymore? It's like, that happens when you've been around a while, right? But because we have a tendency to think from our own perspective. So I may be thinking, well, somebody doesn't, nobody, everybody knows this, right? Because you know it. That is so not the case. I, I can't tell you when people will find the podcast or they find an old post or like, thanks for doing this or whatever. And here's a great example. Somebody messaged me on Facebook yesterday about a social sharing plugin and wanted to share images. And so I responded, I had him email me just because I don't know, Facebook Messenger is being weird. But I said, email me. I said, are you looking for something that shares posts with your images? Are you looking for some a, a plugin that when you hover over an image, you get a pin, like a pin it button, right? But you can also do the other platforms. So I had a couple questions. I assumed that that was kind of basic common knowledge, right? But that's because I'm in this stuff every day. So this whole idea that that free and content and is shifting, I don't know that I buy it. And the perfect example of this, and I'm going to have him back on for sure, is Dan Norris. Dan Norris uh, released a book recently called Content Machine. And Content Machine he actually started a Facebook group before. Dan Norris is of WP Curve, for those of you guys who don't know. He also wrote a book called The Seven Day Startup, and both are awesome. I cannot recommend them enough. But Dan literally is a machine when it comes to content. And this is where, you know, I just need to get him back on the show to talk about this because I'm like, how do you do so much? Right. He also is starting a brewery. Dan's in Australia, Black Ops Brewery. When I get to Australia, I will be trying their beer. But I look at what he does. He, he shows up in his Facebook groups. He, WP Curve, they have massive content. He's not the only content writer. WP Curve, for those of you who don't know, literally went from an idea to a seven-figure business in 18 months. He has spent less than $200 advertising that site. He did it all through content. The guy knows what he's doing, right? So if, if, if you look at that, and this was in the last two years, you guys, so yeah, he worked his butt off, but content works when you do it correctly. 
And I get it. It can be totally challenging to create content. I love creating content, yet I find it's the first thing to go when I feel squeezed for time. And then I pay the price for it because then I get in my head like, oh my God, I haven't emailed my list. I, and we're not going to get started on that. But I haven't written a blog post or it's just podcasts. I, I, I'm working on this epic post and I am going to use the word epic here on the Thrive Content Builder and Beaver Builder and why I use both because I do and I think that they both serve awesome purposes, but I, but it's already, you know, like 1500 words. I've got two videos. I want it. I want this to be just one of those like holy moly killer resources, right? I started it like two weeks ago, you guys, but it is the first thing to go. And the thing is, it's like, I know that I haven't really set up a super diligent structured schedule for myself and knowing that I don't like being should, right? <laughs> should on in my life. Um, I have to say to myself, what does this look like? Right. Because I've, I've said it before. I said on my WP elevation guest post, no client work before noon. And that doesn't always happen. But for the most part, like I know that my brain just works better and more creatively. I'm more in the flow. First part of the day, I will get inspired and write at night sometimes, but it's just, this is what works for me. So what does that look like? Well, if I had my content mapped out, which I've got some, some of that starting to happen. But that's where I'm using this book, Content Machine. And if you get the book, he's got free resources and he's got a free community around this. And it's like, okay, really planning out what does this look like and what are my topics? And I'm also diving much harder into to co-schedule, which is an editorial calendar, social sharing, because I've got all these tools, you guys, and it's like, friggin' use them, you numpty, <laughs> right? And I'm not one for calling myself names, but it's like, Use this. Co-schedule is brilliant. Um, and, and so use these tools to get ahead of yourself. And I've really started looking at the metrics piece of it, which is where we're going next. And if you don't take the time to do the planning and the measuring, you're going to be, it's the vicious cycle of the idea again, right? And truth be told, now that we're going to move into metrics, this is probably my least favorite thing of all to do in my business, which I'm guessing is probably kind of common among people who consider themselves more creative. But here's the thing. It is also vitally important, right? You have to measure what's working. And if you don't want to do it like me, then you treat your business like a business and you hire someone to do it, which is where my project manager comes in, right? She is good at those details. And it was awesome. She sent me an email one night and she's always like, God, I feel like I'm asking these stupid questions because so much of all of this is new to her, right? I mean, she's great at organization and structure and keeping me on task. But when it comes to this whole world of WordPress and internet marketing and online business and all of these things are new. So she sent me an email one night that said, um, so how do we know <laughs> where, like when we get an opt-in for something through ClickFunnels, like how do we know which, where it came from? Is it coming from here? And I was like, that is an excellent question. And I use different tracking tools, but I've not looped her into that process. So now I, we, now I'm like, okay, we need to set up a system for this. And we've been really, really mapping out onboarding and systems for the podcasting. So I'm like, I, to scale, right? And to go the direction I want to go, I need someone to grab all these metrics for me because we do those, we do measurements and analytics for the podcasting clients. So when she asked me that, I'm like, that was a great question. And, you know, I'm not going to get into all the different types of metrics you should be measuring because like I mentioned above, I don't enjoy doing it, but I do the basics, right? And I, I do look at what's working and that's how I found a niche teaching Genesis a couple of years ago is because I, I took the time to go into my analytics and I know I've not 
that's a whole other conversation about Genesis someday. But I went and, and saw that the studio press videos that I were doing, because this was pre-Genesis, but the studio press videos that I were doing were getting more traffic and and more engagement than anything else. And so I was like, huh, maybe I should start teaching this. And it, it right? So you want to look at the content that people are being drawn most to and and adjust from there. At this point, I don't enjoy doing like Genesis how-tos and stuff. That's really not the direction of my business. And any how-tos, like I said, are going to be more of a, here. it's for free. It's a traffic generator, but then it's about building your business. Okay. So what I want to do um, is take the last part of this episode and let's talk a little bit about the starting point for metrics. Okay. So let's start with your blog. And I'm going to assume that you've installed Google Analytics and, and you've added your site to your Google Webmaster Tools, which will verify the site, all that good stuff, get your sitemap done. Um, and then once you've done that, there are a handful. Yoast has a Google Analytics plugin that you can install in your site. There's a few different tools you can use so you don't have to go log in to Google Analytics, which I hate doing because I use Google Business Apps for all my email and everything, right? And then my Google Analytics is just through a regular Gmail account. So it's like, I've got to go to, I, I, you would think that logging in and out of, of Google was, you know, like working on a railroad for me because <laughs> I've created it as like such a difficult problem. You know, when you catch yourself saying things, you're like, don't just don't say this. Anyways, the simple metrics that I would use, um, actually, before I do that, I want to tell you guys about another plugin that I'm testing. It's called Sky Stats. And it's pretty awesome. And there's a free one. There's a free plugin. Um, and then, of course, it goes up to a paid level. But the the stats show up in your dashboard as well. And they're pretty awesome. So I'm testing that. And we'll be doing uh, a separate post on that. But take a look at it. Just sky stats, just like it sounds, all one word. Um, but the simple metrics that I would use to get started with measuring your blog content are top keywords, right? And any of these analytics plugins, like the sky stats, will tell you the top five keywords top pages, what are some top landing pages, where are people coming, and you have to have an idea of where you're driving traffic to your site out on the web. So for me, it's primarily social media. So we go, we share older posts, and I've got a social media gal, and so that stuff is all cute, right? So excuse me, it's what, where's traffic being, where is it coming from? Where is it... (laughs) Deep breath, oil. So, but look at the top pages of content that are, that people are coming to, right? What is your bounce rate? And for those of you who don't know bounce rate, it's, you know, if somebody, it's not just when somebody comes to your site and then they leave. Well, that is part of it, but a bounce rate is then do they click through to another page? Are they sticking around? So that, that's the Kim definition of bounce rate. Okay. What are your top traffic sources? That was what just blew me away when I launched the WordPress Chick podcast was that iTunes became one of my top traffic sources within like four months. And the site had been online for five and a half years, you guys. It was like, what? Conversions, right? You should be measuring how many opt-ins you get on the site and where on the site people are opting in. So is it a sidebar? Is it your homepage? Is it after post content? That type of, a you know, so you need to have different opt-ins on your site. And is it your primary opt-in offer or do you have, you know, another opt-in offer as an example, like this Thrive and Content Beaver Builder post I'm working on? I'm going to convert it to a PDF and say, hey, if you want to download this as, as a how-to tutorial, whatever, drop in your name and email. And I've done that before with posts. When you write these big epic posts, use that as a, as a lead generator as well. And you'll see like, I get a lot of con, uh, comments or engagement, 
Um, just again with Thrive, you guys and Beaver Builder, I've got some older posts on those. I haven't done much about on them lately, but I still make money as an affiliate every month because I've created content around that, right? Effortless. I did it once. You get paid. Um, but look at your, your conversions, uh, your opt-ins on your site. And then of course there's social shares and comments. How many comments do you get on your posts? And this is when, you know, I had, I emailed my list with the last solo show I did about everything coming together and you still have doubts. And so I emailed, well, that day, right? I mean, within an hour and a half, I had three comments on the post. And so it's like, all right, are you making sure? And I've got plenty of improvement that needs to happen here, but are you making sure to, to email your content as well as share it? But look at the social shares, look at the comments you're getting. All of those are just the basic metrics. And I know they sound super detailed, but my recommendation, if you're not doing this right now, is just to start looking at it. You don't need to become the spreadsheet master. You know, you don't need to start, you know, running analytics, like plug it. I don't mean Google analytics, but you don't need to start like, you know, measuring and just, just start looking at it. You know, I'm, I'm, if you guys can't tell, I'm really at this point in my life where I don't like the push. I work and get so much more accomplished when it's coming from inspired action. And there are times you got to do stuff you don't necessarily want to do, but when my why is there, it works. All right. So your email list. And again, first, let me point out that I listed your email list before social media here. I want you guys to think about that because again, social media is crucial to successful online marketing, but you don't own anything with social media, right? So you need to, with your email list, make that a bigger priority than Facebook engagements, retweets, whatever. And I'm not saying they're not important, but your email list should come first. So site conversions, again, how many opt-ins to visitors, you know, where people are opting in and, and what they're opting in for. So squeeze pages, you know, assuming you have some pages that you've set up that are opt-in pages only, you know, use the same metrics to measure the conversions for your email list on those pages. Um, and then, of course, look at your email CRM stats, like what are your open rates? What are your subscribers? Links clicked, unsubscribes, all that. So take a look at all of that with your email list. Uh, and then lastly is social media. And you guys, again, these are basic starting point things, but your social media, what counts in activity. And I know it's kind of vague, but remember, I'm not a social media expert, nor am I an SEO expert. <laughs> um, but pay attention to what's happening on social media. Look at your shares, your retweets. Um, and we're going to do a little side note on social media here, but you know, I mentioned that I've got someone that, that does social media with me now. And like, I love inspirational quotes, you guys. But at the same time, I'm looking at that's great that people like that stuff, but it, it doesn't, there, there's what's the end result in that? It's a value add, right? And I always think about, um, one of my mentors, Adam Spiel talks about value deposits, right? Like they launched a podcast and he's like, I'm not doing it for anything other than value. Like we're not, I'm not even looking at it as lead gen. I don't want to call the action. I'm like, great, because we have to provide value. And so where those quotes and stuff can be a value, but what is more valuable to me, right? Is something that my audience likes and, and like, I don't care how many clicks I get on Facebook as an example. And I don't know if you guys have noticed this on Facebook, but you now see how many, what your reach was for a post and then how many people clicked it. Well, I'm getting more clicks on inspirational quotes than useful stuff. And I'm like, but that doesn't, who, who is that? Okay. What? So they're clicking to enlarge the photo, you know, or maybe they share it, but I'm, and again, I'm not saying that that stuff's not important, but I think you need to measure the value 
and what it's doing for your business. And it's something I'm really looking hard at right now. Like, I, how many videos and posts do I have? Wouldn't it be more beneficial to share tutorials? And, and I, we do that. We share that stuff on Facebook all the time, but really where, where's the value add with just the inspirational quotes? And that's not all I'm doing, but do I need to do two or three a day? Eh, I don't think so. Um, again, clicks, right? So are people clicking through on what you're sharing? Remember the goal with that stuff is to get them back to your site when it's your content or if it's a tutorial or a how-to or something of value, because I'm a big proponent in sharing other people's stuff, is are they clicking through to the to the post? Are they clicking through to whatever you put up there, not just sharing it or liking it? And that's a whole other conversation too, because like I like a lot of stuff. And again, I spend most of my time on Facebook. But if I if I like something, I try to leave a sentence, a comment. There, there's something that helps that. And just know that every time you do that, you're helping somebody else. You're helping their reach. And Facebook is looking at, you know, the relevance of people engaging with your content. Um, and you guys, I love social media, but I, it's for my business. And I, I definitely post personal stuff too. But really, if I didn't have an online business, I don't know how involved I'd be in social media. Um, so we talked about clicks and then again, engagement, which is similar to activity, but it's going to, it's going to vary on different platforms. Are you getting replies on Twitter? Are you not just retweets? Um, you know, what are those engagements getting taken to the next level? Are you having conversations off of the platform? Um, what does that look like? And I don't know that we, I have to double check, but I was just thinking about Sandy Eveleth, who was a coaching client and she is just stellar and her business is making all the right connections. She's really good at doing that. And so there's some great, if, if you're not sure how to take those engagements and relationships, Sandy's the person for you for sure. Um, and I'm just sitting here thinking we did an interview. This is my brain, you guys, but if not, she will be on the show shortly. Um, but really my personal recommendation with social media, you guys, is to pick one platform that you spend most of your time on and focus your efforts there. I'm not saying not to share and engage on other accounts as well, but it's hard to do them all really well. So to summarize, let's, let's go ahead and attempt to, uh, to summarize today's post, if that works for you guys. Um, you know, really, this, this post is probably, well, the actual written post, you guys, is way wordier than I anticipated. Um, but when you start writing about the priority of content, it's kind of hard not to get wordy or make it a short post, right? It's, this is about 1400 words. So I guess it's not huge. Um, but I think more than anything, find out how you focus best and commit to sticking with something that works. And, and don't, don't go at it like your life has to change, you know, it's like the diet on Monday morning, everything's going to be perfect. Now it's like, how about adding, you know, juice to your diet or, or just moving for 20 minutes, like all those basic little things, but whatever, whatever it looks like for you with your business is you have to find a way that works for you. And it may take trial and error. I'm totally preaching to myself here right now, but it's it's going to take some trial and error, but allow it to to happen organically because it's going to be way easier to stick with it. And when we talk about when I was mentioning before, you know, like giving things the due diligence, say the time, let, you know, let, so the first launch didn't work with that or the first go round of an offer, nobody bit, like look at where things did work, right? Okay. Well, you got people to sign up on the webinar and let me just, 
I'll, I'll give you a great example of this, you guys. So I, I was running ads for, I've done a case study video for the podcasting. And so ran ads to it. Holy moly. I was getting a great click through rate, but then the conversions were crap. I can't begin to tell you. And it's like, so we started looking at it. Well, instead of deciding that this isn't going to work, it's like, no, I, I, volunteered for the hot seat on our mastermind call. I shared my Ad Espresso account. We looked at everything. And, you know, Adam, who started this mastermind based on Facebook ads, teaching it, you know, so we looked at doing targeting and, and switching the interests. And then, you know, I'm working with uh, Sean Vossler, who is just phenomenal too. And he's helped me with a, a different campaign, but it's like, okay, this worked, this didn't add this, tweak this, right? And I mean, I, I'm I'm spending money on it, but so I'm paying attention to it more, right? Like, not that I wouldn't, but all I'm saying is, when you do something and you don't get the results that you had hoped for, look at every step in the process and simply tweak a variable, test something. And I've learned, like with ads, where I used to try different different headlines, and, and I'm like, no, 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 stick with same headline, same copy. Try four different images. All right, let's pick the, the winning image shut the other ones down. Now let's try two headlines, right? So it's, are you willing to stick with it? Give yourself the time to let something evolve. And I'm not saying that all projects should live on forever because they don't, right? And and wisdom also comes from letting go of the things that aren't working or serving you, which is really a whole other episode entirely. But I think you need to have those, um, those measuring sticks put into place and say, look, I'm going to stick with this for a year, or I'm going to, I want to do this webinar three times till I nail it. I'm going to write an ebook and I'm going to test two covers or whatever that looks like, you guys, but just don't give up so quickly, I guess is what I'm seeing. And I, and the new ideas are such a distraction and they're never going to go away. So find a way to feed that part of you that likes the ideas while honoring the part of you that knows that you're going to you're going to hit it out of the park with one of these things at one point but it's not going to happen you know where you see people with these oh I just launched my course and did $27,000 in one day well that happens but what did it look like before they launched what was the due diligence what was the planning what were the metrics H- had they planned the traffic had they planned the ads did they have some JV support you know we don't know all those things so we compare ourselves to these things that look like, well, they did it and I can't. Well, it's so different. We never know the behind the scenes. And again, I'm lecturing to myself. Um, Anyways, um, just know that, you know, everything I'm talking about here, really, it's, I'm not talking about expecting your life to change when you first put something out in the world. You know, you have to give it time to grow and nurture it. And I'll tell you what, course correcting along the way is much easier than starting over and over and over again, which is what happens Every time we let those new ideas uh, derail the direction we're headed on. So I love ideas just like the next person and I am never lacking in them, but it can be exhausting. And my success with sticking with things really shifted when I showed up and said, you need to do this yourself. And that is what worked for me. So more than anything, you guys trust yourselves with this and and do the due diligence. Even take one little piece. I keep thinking I'm wrapping this up and then I come up with another rant, but maybe let content, right? Say, all right, I'm going to write one post a week and I'm going to give it three months to see what that does. And here's the deal. 
You can't just write the content. How are you going to put it in front of more people? How are you going to share it? Are you going to do some sponsored posts somewhere? Like have a plan to get that in front of as many people and let your goal be value and connection. And that is called building a business. I don't know what it is with online businesses where people don't expect there to be this window and this, this work, this, I was going to say work level, but do you know what I'm saying? It's like, if you have an offline business, you know, it takes time to build up a client database, to build up this, to, to grow, whatever. It's like, think about a restaurant. You're not, they're not going to open it. And unless again, they've done massive, but a lot of restaurants will do like a soft opening for family and friends and they test it and they tweak it and then they'll take things off the menu and then they take them off. It, it's just, I, I don't know what it is about the internet that people think it's not going to be like that, but you guys are awesome. So you already know that. So pick something and I would, let, let's do this. Anybody that wants to to share in this, and I'll tell you because I am putting myself through through Dan's content machine, his resources and his planning for the Influence Podcasting brand, because I made a decision two weeks ago that instead of sort of being just this high ticket offering, that it was going to be me and my name also, that that's where things have worked for me. I love connecting with people. I love showing up like this. I need to do more video. Um, but I'm going to attach my name to that brand too. And not that I was not going to you guys, but it's going to be like on the about page, right? Like as opposed to me creating content as Cam Doyle. So I'm going to do that. So I am putting myself through Dan's content machine, the book, the resources. I've started mapping out the content strategy. So I would love to know if anybody's up for this, but you know, on the post, right? The one thing that you're going to stick with and and track and measure for yourselves. Um, and I can't recommend that book enough. It's pretty awesome, you guys. All the links to the books I've talked about are in the show notes. And as always, thank you so much for listening. I would love a review in iTunes. I don't know. Um, I ask for this often, but you guys, I'm kind of testing this. And so one, I would love it, right? It would just make me happy. Um, but two, I'm curious to see what that does for traffic as well as stats and whatnot with this podcasting. So anyways, you guys have an awesome day and uh, you've got this. Just just have fun. That's what, that's what it's all about, right? Until next time, go have fun. Leave me a comment. And if you haven't already, I would love a review in iTunes. That helps a lot, but I would love a review in iTunes. It just takes a few minutes. Go over to, you know, you can subscribe in iTunes. Um, there is a link on the show note, but just look for the WordPress Chick Podcast. You can search it. Um, and leave a review. And um, we will be talking soon. 